0: Would you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, we're so grateful for this morning. We're happy to be here, Lord, with extra smiles on our faces to celebrate the birth of your son. May you open our hearts and our ears to hear your voice today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from Titus chapter 2, and we will only be doing verses 11 through 14. Titus chapter 2, beginning with verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own, who are zealous for good deeds. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So today is Christmas Day, which I have to be honest, I think is pretty cool. We're hardly ever together on Christmas Day. Normally we gather on Christmas Eve last night, and we blow out the candles, turn out the lights, and leave the church locked and dark on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is spent at home opening presents, visiting family, eating delicious food. Hopefully all of that is still to come for many of you. Unique to the South, Christmas Day is also spent playing in imaginary piles of snow, making imaginary snowmen, and throwing imaginary snowballs here in our 70 degree weather. But this year, we're celebrating Christmas on Christmas Day together as a church family. And maybe I'm crazy, but I actually think this is really cool. Because listen, if you show up on July 1st to celebrate my birthday, I'll be glad. I'll say thank you. But my birthday is not July the 1st. My birthday is July the 2nd. So, July the 2nd, then what? I sit around by myself... On my birthday? It's happened before. Traveling on the road to get to family for a July 4th celebration or friends being out of town because of July 4th weekend, scheduling this, trips, whatever it might be. A birthday will be celebrated a week before or a different weekend. It happens. But for Jesus, the day the church celebrates his birthday, December the 25th, has only fallen on a Sunday 17 times since the year 1900, which means 99 out of the last 116 birthdays, the church has been locked up, lights off. What a bummer! (laughs) Especially when you add to that, from the 1500s to about 1850, Christmas wasn't really celebrated at all. There were prayers and candles But no party, no celebration, no laughing, definitely no dancing. All of those things were considered unchristian. So for those 300 years, Jesus spent his birthday quietly listening to people pray. Which I'm sure he appreciated. I'm sure he did. But no cake? No loud, exciting songs? No presents? No balloons or hats or games or anything? And then, for 99 out of the last 116 birthdays, the doors are locked and the lights are off. But not this birthday. This birthday, the doors are open, the lights are on, we are laughing, we are singing. God willing, my husband will not be dancing. (laughs) But this Christmas Day, we are celebrating Jesus' birthday. And all that brings me to Jesus' birthday present. What exactly do you get the guy who has everything? This reminds me of that person who always one-ups your gift. You know what I mean. You get your friend a gift card to Best Buy, and they get the same friend a brand-new computer. You buy your kid a toy pony to go with Barbie, they buy your kid a real pony. So... What do you give Jesus for his birthday when his father creates things out of nothing? That is the ultimate gift ever. If you think Santa has a slick operation, God the Father speaks things into being. Can't compete with that. So again, I ask, what do you give the guy who has everything? I remember one time my mother told me that all she wanted for Christmas was to have all of her kids home together. She wasn't lying. I mean, we got her other stuff too, but that's actually what she wanted. I think that's Jesus. In Titus, it says, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. Jesus brings salvation to all. Now let me point out that all means all, which includes you. God brings salvation to all then it is up to us to receive it. In verse 14 it says, Jesus gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people (coughs) zealous for good works. Jesus gave himself for us in flesh and blood, gave himself for us. Why? I think because God had done everything he could think to do to get our attention. He shouted from the sidelines using every means he could. Floods, famines, manna, prophets, messengers. He even tried more personal approaches. He got inside people's dreams, and if that didn't work, he'd wake them up in the middle of the night with a whisper. No matter what he tried, he came up against the barriers of flesh and blood. Humans were made of it and God was not, which made translation a little difficult. God would say, please stop before you destroy yourselves. And all we could hear was thunder. God would say, I love you as much now as the day I made you. But all we could hear was a loon calling across the water. So God decided to come to us. In flesh and blood, sending the baby Jesus so we could finally see and hear that God loves us. You are why Jesus came to earth. What he wants on Christmas Day, how he wants to celebrate, is with us. That's the first part of what he wants. He wants you, and not just you here, but your heart, your mind, your spirit, your flesh and blood. But there are two other parts to what Jesus wants. And since today isn't just Christmas Eve, it's actually Jesus' birthday, it makes sense to me to just aim for the sky. Let's go for all three parts. The first part is that Jesus came to earth for you. He wants you. The second part, he wants you purified from all sin that will ruin your life, that will beat you down, that will kill you spiritually, physically, emotionally, and he'll even help with that part because God knows we need the help so through grace and the Holy Spirit we are purified to do good works and the third part he doesn't just want you here he doesn't just want you purified from sin he wants the whole world in on it now that's a lot to ask for Normally this might feel like too much to ask, but it is the guy's birthday, so let's at least talk about it, like good Presbyterians have a family meeting, discuss the possibility, set up a committee to decide if it's financially possible. Titus, we're told that Jesus' desire, the whole reason he came to earth, was to save and purify the world. He is seeking after a people who are living in a way that honors God, a people who are eager to serve their neighbor, a people that take not sinning seriously. That's what he's looking for. Sometimes, I think sometimes we fall into this rut where we think showing up must mean that Jesus thinks we're the bee's knees. You couldn't ask for anything else. We give God whatever we've got left and figure he'll be thrilled. But have you ever shown up to someone's birthday party bringing your leftover cake from the week before? Do you go to someone's birthday party and hand them the gift from your birthday with just the tape taped back together? No, unless you don't like them. Because giving them leftover makes them wonder how much you really care. So this year, here's the deal. It is Jesus' birthday, and we're leaving no doubt. We're going to sing extra loud. Our smiles will be extra big. No one is going to look remotely bored, and especially today. We will work to stay out of sin, to stay humble, to love fast, to forgive often, and to tell the world that Jesus has come bringing salvation to all. Because this Christmas, the doors are open, the lights are on, Jesus is here, and we have a birthday to celebrate. In the name of the Father and the Son,